rest of you um, will get the sermon notes so you can read it in full. But I just want to give you a, just a, a two or three minute um, synopsis of, of, of what's there today. And of course, we are thinking about Pentecost, so you can read about it in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 41. Um, and I want to give you what I've said is the five P's of Pentecost. Um, but just before that, the word Pentecost in the Greek language means 50th. And it refers to the festival celebrated 50 days after Passover. Uh, and the Jews celebrated the festival of weeks, also known as Shabbat, which remembers the giving of the law on Sinai. And for us as Christians, Pentecost is the celebration of the Holy Spirit coming to the church. And we recognize that the law is no longer written on tablets of stone, but on our hearts. So here are the, the five Ps for you. Firstly, the promise. In Acts 1, 4 and 5, Jesus told the disciples, don't leave Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father. And that promise was the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And um, and so they, they did what Jesus said. And number two is the preparation. They were proactive. They didn't sit around waiting with like case of our moment. They actually got on with doing what they thought would help them to prepare to receive the Holy Spirit. And they sorted out their structures. Um, and you can read about how they uh, brought the disciples back up to, or the apostles back up to 12, uh, by having a, 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 a church meeting almost, and voting in the right person. They came together in unity. There was, the Bible says they were as one. And they spent their time praying with expectation. So they were preparing for what God was doing. And then there was the power. There was the, the wind and the fire. And I remember when I was teaching Sunday school in Thundersley many years ago, um, I had a picture of, um, I think it was a scripture press picture, that I showed the, the, the youngsters. Now these were sort of 8 to 12 year olds. Um, and if you remember the British gas advert where the guy flipped his thumb and he had a little flame that came out on the top. Um, well, this picture was of, of people with that kind of the British gas flame on their heads. And um, so we talked about th this experience. And then that evening in church, a, one of the mums came up to me and she said, what were you teaching my son this morning? Uh, and I, I just told him what we taught. And she was quite irate at the time. And I said, well, what, what's the matter? And she said, well, he came home and told me that he doesn't want to become a Christian because when you become a Christian, your head catches fire. Now, everything in me wanted to laugh, but I realized that she was being serious. Uh, so I promised, instead of telling her to get a life, I promised that I'd go next week and explain it fully to her son. But the people in that room that day, the 120 of them, they heard something. They heard the wind. They saw something. They saw the flame that came and settled on each one of them and they experienced something the power of God they they clearly experienced that power of God and that led to number four the proclamation they couldn't contain what God was doing and they burst out into the the streets and there was an overflow of praise to God um, that was that that just overflow of experiencing the power of God and it says that everyone who was there heard in their native tongue um, this, this proclamation. 
Um, and of course, some people jump to wrong conclusions. That happens. You know, a number of people that have told me about Christianity, many things that are not written in the Bible, but people come to the wrong conclusion sometimes. And so Peter stood up and he, he put them straight. He told them the truth. And as Peter was speaking, the Holy Spirit was there convicting the, the people that they needed the Saviour. And so number five, the prize. Over 3,000 people responded to the message and were baptised that day. And have you ever thought about that? Um, because J Jerusalem is a city on a hill. It's not near the seaside. So there wasn't a, you know, a beach. The River Jordan is miles away. So there was no river to, to baptise 3,000 people. There were just a few pools like Siloam and Bethesda. Um, and then they had these baptismal troughs that uh, um, Gentiles who were converted to Jews, it was part of that ritual. So can you imagine 3,000 people being dunked in the pools and the troughs? And it would have caused quite a commotion. And I often wonder what impact that had on the authorities. But actually the biggest impact was the changed lives of the people who believed in the message and did something about it. The church was born that day, and it's been expanding ever since. 120 in that room, 3,000 on that day, and over 2.3 billion people are Christians today. And I believe if we want to see the kingdom of God expand in our region, then we need to believe the promise... We need to prepare our hearts. We need to receive the power, proclaim the truth, claim the prize, and develop the potential. Because that's number six that I didn't talk about. It's about potential in transformed lives. And when people see the transformation in those lives, then they will want to experience it for themselves. So my prayer for each of us today is that we will receive that Pentecost power over this weekend and that we will be transformed and we will go out and transform the world. Bless you all. Amen. Amen.